Happy New Year from the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are back. It's been a few weeks, Big Ugly. Yes, it has. Uh, since when? Before Christmas? Uh, something like that. Yeah, Before we've been the on holidays, Christmas break. We have. Yeah. We've been spreading the good cheer. How was your holiday, Big Ugly? Oh, my holiday was good, man. Tell the people about this uh, nice little Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast mug. You know, I, I gotta say, I have a fantastic uh, girlfriend out there, um, and she surprised me with Dirty Ugly Wrestling stationery. We've got uh, papers, pads, we've got uh, we've got coasters. mugs, we've got coasters, and uh, we're trying to get her in so she can be promoting Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We need t-shirts, we need videos, we need all kinds of stuff. We're not we're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. That's right. That's all and we need the logo on that somewhere. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I can't be picky. I mean, this is great stuff. I mean, we're looking at it right now. This is great stationery. The Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and we came up with that logo. Um, and we had some help uh, from some other sources to tighten that logo together. It's been great. Absolutely, man. 2017 is going to be a great year. Absolutely. For the podcast. More interviews, more wrestling. More, more UFC. More more everything. Yeah. It's going to get dirtier and uglier as we go along. The question is, will we see more of Ronda Rousey? Um, well, you know, we saw just about 48 seconds of worth of Ronda Rousey. Um, and uh, she happened to lose uh, in that match. with. Actually, she happened to get destroyed in the match with uh, Nunez uh, not too long ago. But we're going to have somebody that's actually going to give us a really good uh, take of that. Because we have a special guest here today, Big Ugly. It is the Hampton Hammer, Bill Ward. Bill, welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. It's an honor to have me here, guys. I really appreciate it's it. It's an honor to have you here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That, this guy's humble. Let me tell you what. Um, we got EWA Pro Wrestling, the Hampton Hammer, Bill Ward. This guy's been in the EWA Pro Wrestling business uh, for a couple of years. He's been a supporter of EWA Pro Wrestling and independent pro wrestling in general. This guy... Um, is all over the map, starting from Hamden, Maryland, and he's just out there. It's great to have him here in the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Hammer, how was your holiday? It was a great holiday, man. Took some time off, just enjoying the family, you know, getting ready for less than three weeks away, EWA Rage in the Cage, ready to tighten down uh, my final workout sessions to, so I can be ready. We've been getting into that. We've been seeing on Facebook. You can follow uh, the Hamden Hammer Bill Ward on Facebook, by the way. Make sure you like him, follow him. You can see his workouts and training montages heading up to Rage in the Cage, Big Ugly. I can't wait, man. First time I'll be able to watch Cage Match Live. Yeah, man. Every match. Every match in a steel cage. Okay. Uh, Saturday, wait. January 21st, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Tickets are still available, but going fast at EWAMaryland.com. Hamden Hammer, you know this. You've been a, p- a big part of the promotional machine for uh, a long time with EWA Pro Wrestling. These tickets are going fast. This place is going to sell out. It's going to be standing room only. Standing room only. You know, there's a fire code in that building, and we're going to be pressing the issues of this fire code. We're not going to break it for anybody who's listening to this, but we are going to press it. So, uh, Hamden Hammer, we're going to talk a little bit about um, your role in EWA Pro Wrestling. We're going to talk about your upcoming match in the steel cage one-on-one with one of your uh, rivals, Mr. Simon Rhyme. And then we're going to talk some general pro wrestling and UFC, because I know you're a fan. We, We started talking about Ronda Rousey. We've already talked longer than Ronda Rousey was in the match, so you know. But there was That's a, a low blow, man. There was Gosh. a couple of other good matches on that card, especially bantamweight fights. 
Um, and we'll get into that because we, we're big fans of UFC. So, uh, Big Ugly, what do you got for us today in the Dirty Ugly Wrestling 2017 initial podcast? Um, it's sad to say, but UFC is about the only thing I've watched in like the past two or three weeks. So, so you're going to get me caught up on some WWE, some TNA. What, what's going on? Is it just family obligations? Yeah, man, just the holiday, man, and just being with family, and it just kind of took my attention away. And, you know, I do my, my videography, so I had a couple projects to work on, so unfortunately I've been out the loop, man. But 2017, I'm back in the loop. You're back. I'm ready for the Royal Rumble. You, uh, right, the Royal Rumble coming up later this month in January from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. Lots of big things happening. Shawn Michaels is uh, scheduled to come up in between now and then. The Undertaker coming up in between now and then. Stone Cold coming up in between now and then. And he has two great podcasts, by the way. Yeah, who do you, who do you talk to? So, well, so Stone Cold has had a couple of different podcasts, and he's uh, gone on... Let's see, in the month of December, I'm trying to think. There's been a lot of podcasts. I've mainly been listening to the Stone Cold Podcast. Jericho's had Lars Ulrich from Metallica. He's been on his podcast. Jim Ross had a couple of good ones. But Bruce Pritchard, something to wrestle with. That's a great podcast, man. I mean, Bruce Pritchard was in a business for over, what, 20 years he was with the WWE? And for those who may not know, Bruce Pritchard did uh, play the character of Brother Love. Yeah. Ah, love you know it, it's good stuff. And he does good impressions of everybody. He really yeah. does. He does good impressions of Vince. God damn it! I'm sorry. Come on, pal. You know yeah. I can do impressions, but not as good as him. Yeah, so he's he's good. Uh, great memory. Just he remembers everything about different times. So he goes over either different wrestlers or different events, like the '97 Royal Rumble. The uh, Mega Powers, Kurt Henning, so... Man, Mr. Yeah. Perfect, that was a good one as well. And then he talks about Lex Luger in another one. The Radicals coming into the WWE. Yeah. It's just great. Something to wrestle with. Uh, Bruce Pritchard podcast, so go check it out. Uh, we're not promoting anybody up, but we promote all the podcasts because we're a podcast Yeah, exactly. Ourselves. We're fans of the podcast. We're fans. That's right. Hamden Hammer, Bill Ward, are you a fan of the internet podcast, the professional wrestling, or any podcasts? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say... I- I'm not really good with this technology stuff, <laughs> but it does sound really cool. I think that's something I'm going to look into. I think you should. There's podcasts of professional wrestling, UFC, and now you're on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. First guest in 2017, Hammer. That's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking yeah. about. So, yeah, we, uh, we're we going to get into, I said, EWA Pro Wrestling, Rage in the Cage. We're going to talk pro wrestling in general and UFC with this man, the Hamden, Hammer, Bill Ward. Chael Sonnen podcast. Have you ever listened to his? No, I have not. Chael Sonnen does a good podcast. He interviews a lot of either wrestlers or UFC fighters. Okay. So he does a lot of good. That's yeah, something good. that the Hammer needs to look yeah. into. But you can, of course, find us still now in 2017 on iTunes. You can like us, subscribe, follow, and still on SoundCloud. And I believe Stitcher is one of them, Stitcher right? Stitcher and, and TuneIn Radio. Radio. That's right. We are on four different outlets, so the Hamden Hammer is going to spread on all of these outlets and get you involved in Rage in the Cage coming up. So it's going to be great, EWAProWrestling.com. So what do you say, Hammer? What do you say we take our first break here? We promote a little bit of this EWA Pro Wrestling, and then we get into talking to you about the Steel Cage match, Steel Cage show, Rage in the Cage. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Take a small break. We'll be right back. 
This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we are here once again with the Hamden Hammer, Bill Ward, EWA Pro Wrestling Superstar. Hammer, again, it's very great to have you here. I want to know how you got into the business. We're going to ask you a couple questions about how you got into the wrestling business, how you became a fan of pro wrestling, what brought you to EWA Pro Wrestling. And we are going to talk about your match with Simon Rhyme in the steel cage at Rage in the Cage. And we're going to find out how it felt when he took his first bump. Yeah, well, we always going yeah, to ask that question. We have to find that out. <laughs> we're gonna, we love that question to see how it comes up in the training. And we're definitely going to talk about that. Rage in the Cage, Saturday, January 21st, 2017, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Again, tickets are on sale. Going fast at EWAMaryland.com. we got a couple matches other than yours uh, signed right now as we record this podcast. We do have a number one contenders match for the EWA Maryland Championship. Two of the bigger guys in our business, the weight of the world, Corey Bush, who knew you know very well, Hamden Hammer. Oh, yeah. You've had some wars with this man. I've actually got the referee one of those wars, and that was uh, definitely, you know, talk about the mountain coming to Muhammad. Oh, my goodness, that guy, 400 pounds plus the weight of the world. How was it stepping in the ring with him? It was good. He, he's the one that put me out for... Ten months or so. He did. Um, he, you felt the weight of the world a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. Definitely uh, very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he, put, he put you out, but you definitely ended up coming back. But he's taking on one of the newcomers in EWA Pro Wrestling, Rayburn. And you, you, what do you know about this Rayburn, Hamden Hammer? I don't know much about this guy. He's new. But I do know that's going to be a lot of weight in that cage. That's right. I'm hoping it holds up. For my match. <laughs> We're going to have to put some extra support on that ring in that cage, especially for this match when these two barbarians collide. Yeah. And both of them have been on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yes, they have. Yeah. We have had them both on here. So the winner of that match in the steel cage, Rayburn and the weight of the world, Corey Bush, will become the number one contender for the EWA Maryland Championship. And speaking of the EWA Maryland Championship, we do have that match signed right now. Supremacy Zone, the show Mr. Jones, who've also had on our podcast. Um, And we'll talk to you about Supremacy here in a minute, Hammer. Uh, Going against the EWA Maryland champion, Jason Drake, Miss Rizzo, by his side. So, I'm, I'm assuming Supremacy is going to buy, be by the side of Supreme, uh, or Mr. Jones. However, they've kind of been imploding from the inside. Absolutely. We've been talking about that for weeks. There's no way that Raging Cage ends with Supremacy not imploding. You, you think that, that this is going to be it, the end-all, be-all? It's going to be the end-all. It's got to be. Talk to me about Supremacy, Hamden, uh, Hammer. You've been kind of in and out seeing this whole thing happen, the uh, demoralization, if you will, of T.J. Sykes, you know, kicking Ray C. Hawkins in the face. And then just going so far as to attack other people, such as myself, kicking me in the face, you know, uh, attacking me with a knife backstage with supremacy. Um, So these guys have definitely gone off the rails when it comes to sports entertainment, professional wrestling. Tell me what you think about supremacy. Well, I'll go back to that Maryland championship match. It's in a cage, 
So yes. unless they get inside the cage, then Jason Drake should have a, a one-on-one. But not yes. stranger things have happened, um, so maybe that would help him out by keeping them at bay. I'm going to be honest, guys. I, I kind of do my own thing. Um, you know, I said Corey Bush put me out commission for a little while. I was away for a little bit, I think, when all that went down. And when I came back, um, Simon attacked me. So I've really had my um, fill and attention on him. Mm-hmm. So I have really have, haven't been paying too much. They're in the you know, corner of my eye. I keep my eye on them. But so far, we've been able to... You guys haven't crossed paths yet. Not yeah. really the supremacy in the Hamden Hammer, but this is something I see as far as looking on the outside in to EWA Pro Wrestling. They have been attacking the people that have been the heart of EWA Pro Wrestling. They've been attacking people like Desert Storm, Ray C. Hawkins. Um, they've been attacking myself, you know, and I've been uh, a staple of EWA Pro Wrestling. You're the voice of Maryland. I am the voice of Maryland, um, and that is cool that I get to be that, and it's still that I get to do that after all of these supremacy attacks. But something just... It doesn't sit right with me as far as... Because the Hamden Hammer is not only EWA Pro Wrestling, but he's the heart of the fans, the EWA country. You know, we got some kids, lots of kids, lots of families, lots of schools, lots of sports teams, you know, things like that. And we're going to talk about all that, Hammer, but I just... Please watch your back. Please watch your back. I know you got the EWA country behind you, but please watch your back because supremacy has been known to do stupider things. Well, that's the, the part that kind of gets me is you're right. EWA is a... Uh, family-friendly venue, and, you know, win or lose, we go out, we do our best, it's about wrestling, where you have these guys teaming up and doing some uncharacteristic tactics here where um, it should just be a one-on-one or tag team, you know, two-on-two, let whatever happens, happens, best man, best team wins. Absolutely. Um, Where they're just sort of cheating, which I, you know, personally I don't like because that just sets a bad example for the youth that's out there watching that's right and kids uh you know we've got uh, for all ages our product is you know all all races creed style everything but you know there's a lot of kids a lot of kids and a lot of them uh you know you know personally or you know their families personally you know and we want to try to be the family friendly product and these guys have been pushing the envelope now pro wrestling is an entertainment it's it's a sports entertainment and pushing the envelope is okay sometimes but these guys have taken it way too far. Big ugly. I mean, they super kicked Racy Hawkins, who is a handicapped guy. I mean, that's pushing. That's past pushing the envelope. That's just uncalled for. Right. So I mean, they they've already taken it too far. Uh, they have, and you know, I, he's super kicking a ring announcer. I, okay, that happens. You know, I'm inside the guardrails. I'm inside the ropes. I, and I got heat with, but, you know, TJ and Supremacy. I, I didn't like it. I didn't agree with at it. At the but same hey. time, they held a knife to your throat. Well, I yeah. mean, that's, come on. And they'd be people running over other people with vehicles. Hamden and Hammer, you know that one well too well as yes. well. You know, getting hit with a vehicular manslaughter uh, earlier on in the past couple of years. So, I mean, you t- you took in a licking and you keep on ticking. You're still here. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, we're going to have Rage in a Cage, every match in a steel cage. We're going to come right back to your match with Simon Ryan. There's been uh, one more match that's been signed so far as we're talking about this podcast and talking about supremacy. The Dark Horses defending the EWA Tag Team Championships, and they're a part of Supremacy as well. I was a big supporter of these guys. You know, I thought these guys came in with a lot of a good energy. They're a tag team. They had great energy, and they aligned themselves with the wrong group. They're Supremacy. I just say that. Wrong group. 
But they're going to be taking on some of the EWA country's favorites, the Oddball Army, the Baltimore Butcher Blood and John Berg. When these guys get in the ring, it's fun to watch. And they are going to be accompanied by Ray C. Hawkins, who is uh, still, you know, managing them and seconding them. And then also Bump. You know, these are guys that aren't really prone to make the pro wrestling business as one-on-one competitors, but they can be there in support of this team and the EWA country, and it's great that they can be out there. I just hope that, again, they are not in danger because of what the Dark Horses is going I mean, once again, you just got to ask yourself, is it going to be a fair fight? Well, it's in a cage. I mean, so there's really no. But you got to get to the cage. You got to get to, get the, to cage. the cage. Now, if somehow Racy Hell Hawkins ends up in that cage, I'm going to be really, really upset. That's going to be very strange to get him up through the cage through the door. But anyway, that's not going to happen. This is a triple threat tag team championship match, by the way. We also have upcomer Tony Mako. He, this guy's great. I love this guy. He's got great training method, great head on his shoulders, and he's great in the ring. Um, and he's going to be tag teaming with. Uh, one of the EWA fun characters, and he's also very talented in the ring, El Bucanero Negro, uh, the pirate uh, deal. Now, uh, you've seen this. Um, t- talk about this match here, Hamden Hammer. You know, you've got your Dark Horses, which are your, your evil supremacy tag team. You've got your Oddball Army, who are fun, but they're also rough and rugged in the ring. Then you've got a couple of smaller guys, Tony Macco and El Bucanero Negro, who are, you know, not only small, but they're fast. You know, and they've got an opportunity here to make a name for themselves, and they can win the tag team titles. What do you think about this match here, Hammer? You bring up a lot of good points there. Is There's three different styles, and you often hear the styles make the fight, which, you know, we'll talk about the UFC in a little bit. Yes, we will. Um, so you're right. The Dark Horses, you, you said that perfectly. They have a lot of talent. Uh, I was a big supporter behind them also when they first came to EWA. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got the... You just never know what you're going to get with Blood and Berg. Just, <laughs> uh, you got to account for everything. And then, like you said, the the smaller, faster guys. I will worry about their chemistry. Um, yeah, they, this, to my knowledge, they haven't worked together as a tag team as of yet. And, I mean, I know at McAvoy's we saw, I uh, believe we saw Mako with um, with Simon. We did. And his crew. With your opponent, yes. Um, and then, I'm not too sure then how... They parlay with the pirate. You know, I'm not sure what their chemistry would be. That might be a a negative on their on their part. It could be. So, uh, you know, their chemistry, the fact that they haven't worked together before, that could hold against them. But being so fast and being uh, able to run away from these guys, you know, depending on the rules of this matchup, which we are going to find out, there's going to be uh, specific rules to every cage. Now, normally it's, you know, escape the cage right. or pinfall or submission, but we're going to have a couple of different rules for a couple of different matches because every cage match is in an individual cage match. So uh, we're going to find out. And that's going to be a good one it's going to be a war uh talking about reinforcing the ring there's going to be a a lot of bodies in that ring so triple threat tag team championship ewa pro wrestling and that does bring us to the other match that's on the card right now and it brings us to you hamden hammer um we're going to talk about you and simon rhyme you guys have been going back and forth several months now in ewa pro wrestling and uh we've uh we've got some stuff to talk about yeah I mean, how did this whole uh, feud, uh, so to say, started with uh, you and Simon Rob? Well, when Corey Bush put me out of commission for 10 months and, and cost me the EWA Maryland Championship, I came back at the um, 
show at McAvoy's. Right. Free show for all the fans. Something that EWA Pro Wrestling does from time to time. That was a great idea to, you know, put on a show for the fans. I came back, was talking to Mikey D, and um, Simon jumped me from behind. out of nowhere. It just seemed unprovocated. There was no Uh, reason for it. I was... MJD came out to try to get me to be on his team. And, you know, when I turned him down, then... His his man Simon Rhyme attacked me from behind, so that sort of set it off there. And then they've been cheating every time. That in that one, MJD kept interfering in, in the ring. I had I had Simon in the figure four in the middle of the ring, ready to tap out, <clears throat> and MJD pulled him to the ring, pulled him to the ropes, had to mm-hmm. break the hold. Other times he's jumped in in the ring. Chris Burns have come into the ring. So we've really never had a a true one-on-one fight with Simon where no one can interfere. So I'm really excited that Jim Christian called this one for the cage so that then we can have a final one-on-one best man win. So this is it. This will be the end-all, be-all. This is the uh, the last one between you and Simon Ryan. Is that what you're calling right now? Yeah. I mean, it. It's been good. Like I said, the first one I had him beat, and um, then they cheated. Cost me the cost me the the victory at the McAvoy show. Um, I did get my retribution and revenge on MJD. Slapped the figure four on him at the, <laughs> at the next at the next show and and broke his leg. So we haven't seen or heard from him since then. And then after that one again, Chris Burns came in. And and broke up the match with with me and Simon before we could get a a clean finish. So I'm just looking forward to getting some revenge one on one in this cage. We're going to go in. Both of us are going to put our hundred percent in there, and best man's going to walk out. And hopefully that's me. <laughs> now you're excited about this cage match, and me personally, I wouldn't be excited because I don't want to be in a cage. So I want to know you've been through some battles. How do you get prepared? For a cage match. Well, if you check out my my Facebook post, I have a couple of, uh, videos of how I'm getting prepared for the cage. Where do they find you on Facebook? Uh, those are just under Bill Ward. There is a Hand and Hammer page. I didn't load the videos up to there, but you can go to either one of those. Bill Ward, W A R D. You'll see a picture of myself. I have my shirt on, so you'll be able to see uh, that it's me. Uh I don't know. I really like the cage. I feel like it brings that intensity up another level. Again, there's no outside interference. We know it's just you're in the cage. It's one-on-one, and you have nowhere to go, so you just got to psych yourself up to to battle and fight. And I think, you know, you get into this business or anybody in the fighting business as you get in to do what you got to do. So you kind of know that that's what you have to do. Um, so... That's what's kind of getting me excited. And when you've had a history, as me and Simon have, of you know, I think it's got to that point where we need a cage. Yeah. Because it's just boiled over so much. And outside the ring, the last show, um, hopefully this time we, we can keep that cage door shut, no interference, and just finally one of us finish this thing and, and walk away. And that's a great point, too. Uh, both of you guys had a great point. And 
that this is a cage match. You know, how do you prepare for this? How is Simon preparing for this? We're going to find out. Simon jumped you at McAvoy's. This was back in September, I believe, of 2016. Honestly, I think he wanted to make an opportunity for himself. You know, some guys like Supremacy, they want to make an opportunity by kicking handicapped people in the face or jumping people with a knife. You know, this guy, you know, he's a pretty good competitor inside the ring. And he wanted to make a name for himself by going after one of the biggest names in EWA Pro Wrestling. You know, you have a lot of eyes on you, Hammer. And uh, you got a lot of kids supporting you. There's a lot of families. There's a lot of groups. So if he interjects himself into that situation... You know, win or lose, hopefully he, he he wants to win as much as you do. But he's going to get a lot of eyes on him. You know, he's and he's going to be part of the Hamden Hammer saga for as long as he can make it happen. So you've got to end this thing in the cage, and then he's got to keep making his own way through the EWA Pro Wrestling. And it's going to be a great match, one-on-one, um, to end the feud. Now, you mentioned Chris Burns' name a couple times. Uh, do you think he will try to get involved in this? And if so, when this match is over between you and Simon Rhyme, whoever wins or loses, is Chris Burns on your radar for future plans? Well, you asked a lot of questions there, guys. So, I, <laughs> that's uh, what we do on the podcast. <laughs> Let me see if I can remember some of those. Well, first of all, he's I taking do, a beating. I would like to say that um, we do have me and Simon have had some good matches. Yeah. Um, you know, I do. I, I like what you're saying. He's trying to make a name for himself, so I really can't fault him for that. Um, he does bring out the best in me. So, as a competitor, you know, you like that. Uh, you know, would I rather him just face me straight up? Sure, mm-hmm. but that happens in wrestling, and you know, we've had some great matches since then, and hopefully, this next one again, uh, we can lock that door and just keep it to ourselves. There you go. Uh, I definitely. Win or lose, I, I just want to go out and give my best and either win by myself or hopefully not lose by myself. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess that's, you know, MJD's crew was Simon and and Chris Burns. So um, I guess if that's your boy, you know, you have you have each other's back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fought Chris before. And that's when I first won the EWA Maryland Championship. That's right. You guys have uh, had history. That was a, actually one of my uh, best shows where I won the Battle Royal to to get the chance to fight that night. That's right. For the uh, EWA Maryland Championship. We and give then, opportunity at EWA Pro Wrestling. And then won it that night. So that, that was good. I'm not really sure what's on my radar for after the, the cage. I don't want to get caught up like some people do and look past the cage. Right. I definitely just have three less than three weeks away to January 21st at EWA Arena at Tall Cedars. <laughs> I like that. Um, That's so right. So I'm, I'm not sure. I guess we'll I'll go into to the match, win or lose, and then see what um, Jim Christian has for me after that. So I'm not really targeting Chris. Uh, we've been there and done that. Yeah, people end up targeting you. You end up. You don't end up targeting others. So people because well, they want to make a name for themselves. That, that's right. Yeah. They want to go up against the Hamden Hammer. You know, former Maryland champion. Um, you know, he's been around for a couple years. And we're and we're gonna backtrack a little bit uh, to get to your favorite question, Big Ugly. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna walk into that. So you came into the business not too long ago. How did you get to be a fan of pro wrestling? And how how did you get to be in this business of ours? So I guess this is what we call a shoot then, right? It's a shoot. Okay. It's a shoot. So, <laughs> it's dirty and it's ugly. So I was raised by a single mom, so there wasn't too many uh, father figures or, or guys that uh, I looked up to. Mm-hmm. 
come home from church on Sundays and and would race home to to watch whether it be the AWA or the mm-hmm. NWA. Mm-hmm. And so those were sort of my first kind of like male role model figures where it's like you see these big, huge wrestling guys. You know, that's what I credit for the, nowadays, wanting to work out and the drive to work out, watching the Road Warriors or the Horsemen and just watching that. So that's sort of what got me interested as a as a young guy growing up is in, in wrestling was watching that on on the TV, mm-hmm. which kind of made me w- want to do that. That's cool. And then that led you up to, uh, you know, have you been in Hamden all of your life? Uh, up until like the early 20s, and then, I, and then I moved out. So that's where my roots were. Okay. Um, hence the name. Yeah. Now, Hampton is a very famous area in Baltimore. Sure is. Um, tell us a little bit about the Hampton area and why it's such a staple for Baltimore. I think it's just a... I think Baltimore, I think when you think about Baltimore, you think of like a working class, you know, you know, tie your boots up and let's get to work. And I, I do mm-hmm. think the history behind, if you look at just the history behind row homes in the city and what Baltimore was built for, you just have that, you know, honest, let's work hard type of living. And, and it's changed, you know, a little bit, you know, now. I mean, well, you have the Jones Falls right under 83, so there was a lot of mills. Mm-hmm. in that area so again another working class now you know everybody goes down to see the the christmas lights that's on right yeah, on, yeah that's right on 34th 34th. <laughs> they um always have a huge party there actually they usually close down the street for new year's and have just like a big celebration mm-hmm. on there the police station northern district used to be at the corner of 34th and keswick so the police station was right there they'd barricade the street off and would just have three-legged races and, <laughs> um, you know, out there carving some deer up. And, like, just yeah. a good old party, you know, just a good a good time. That's cool, man. So you're, you're a man of the neighborhood. You're a man of the people. Um, and, and, yeah, Hamden is a great area. And that's uh, the Hamden Hammer. Uh, where did that name come from? Is that you? Who did that? Well, um, let's back up a little bit. So Backing up. So I moved... You moved. And uh, I guess we shouldn't put down any of the cable services that wouldn't connect to my house. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't have a choice but to watch DVDs while I was working out. And I had on Macho Man DVD. Oh, and my, yeah. my son came downstairs and he was like, what's this? And he didn't doesn't sit for very long, but he sat for an hour while I did cardio and watched and who's Hulk Hogan who's the giant and he was asking me all these questions so I was like wow like I couldn't believe it here's now my son was interested in wrestling yeah so uh, I found the EWA and I started bringing my son to uh, the matches so it was a local event uh, prices easy for a family to take your your kids to Uh, $15 ringside $12 general admission nope you don't pay for parking yeah, you know it. Everything is is set up for a family to bring their kids. Right. So we went and started enjoying it, and did that for a few years until I decided to start uh, training. Once I started training, I was sitting around trying to come up with a name, and I can't steal the credit. My my uh, my brother in law <laughs> just was like, "Well, what about the Hamden Hammer?" And I immediately was like, "That's it." Like. So I have to give the credit to my my brother-in-law on that one. 
Well, I gotta say, yeah, kudos to him. It's catchy. Very Definitely, it, it works. There's merchandise that goes along with it. We got the foam hammers. We're not selling real hammers to hit people with, but I mean, you could get into the the Lowe's or Home Depot market maybe with the Hamden hammer and then have these subsequent nails. There you go. Um, but we do have the uh, merchandise of the Hamden Hammer Bill Award, which is great. I, I love the name. I, I love it. I think it's something that people can relate to. As we talked about the Hampton area, it's like yes. you hear that name. You know, if you're from Baltimore area, talk you know, about the working class. Exactly. You know, yeah, relating people up your know boots, that. Hitting a exactly. hammer. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Now, um, we do have, mer- like you said, merchandise, foam hammers. There, we have frisbees. We have T-shirts. We have sunglasses. Look at that. You could be the entire Hamden Hammer. You could have the whole merchandise line. You come in. We've got the EWA merchandise tables uh, at our events and also on EWAMaryland.com. You can let us know what type of merchandise you're looking for. Now, um, as far as getting into the training of the business, you say you, you, know, you decided to get in, and you went through uh, the training um, just like we all have done, uh, not, not you, Big Ugly, because I know you, you were like, man, I won't do it. But Not at all. You know, uh, first time I got in there to do the training, you know, they, they taught you how to do something to Big Ugly. Go ahead. I, I, want, I know you're trying to ask it. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Bill, I got to ask you, what did it feel like when you took your first bump? It's definitely a unique experience. Um, first, let me, let me dodge that question. I want to tell you a little story real quick. So, one of the reasons why I love the cage is, is I happened to be able to help set the cage up one night. This was before I was in the locker room, before I was a part of the crew. I was helping um, set up the cage. And I'm holding the cage, and here you have all these wrestlers there. And Jim Christian proposed to me, why don't you get into it and wrestle? So as a grown man... How do you answer that question in front of a bunch of other tough grown men? If you're too excited, then you seem too eager, mm-hmm. and then that's disrespectful. And then, you know, what happens after that? But on the other end, do you punk out and say, oh, no, I don't want to do that? And then you look weak. So I kind of just was like, oh, well, you're the owner. Whatever you want to do, I'll do whatever you want to do. And then it kind of sparked from there. So, I mean, and, um, and that kind of led it. Uh, into there now I tell you that the first my first match was um, me and Jim Christian were eventually the tag team champions right. but at, at one point it was me and Jim Christian against uh, Brent Sugar and Matt Wild I believe that was him yeah back way back when and man we went to go lock up and I guess I guess the the green in me. I'm thinking we're just going to do a lockup, you know. He he stepped out from the lockup and did a spinning kick to my gut. I think I can still feel that today. <laughs> and that's a couple uh, years ago. Which, again, it just shows you that everything's not the way it's supposed to be, you know. It's not always a fair fight where you lock up. Where, like I said, he just spun out of it. You know, goaded me in to come. I went after him and he... He spun and delivered a nice kick to my abdomen area. And, yeah, I think I still hurt today. And that's involved in the match. But you did go, you know, at the EWA Pain Factory, you did go through, you know, some training, um, perhaps as in a different sort of way that maybe some of these other guys have gone through. Um, but you, you went through the training. You, you took the bumps. You ran the ropes. You know, you learned, uh, you know, the movement around, the psychology, things like that. Yeah. And you're still learning today. I know we all are. Um, 
But, you know, is training, you know, was training for that as painful as the actual experience getting in the ring and doing it? I think when you're in the ring, got I mean, that adrenaline. Oh, yeah. And in the moment, it might not hurt too much. Uh, the next day, you can ask my, my daughter. She's famous for getting me the ice packs or putting, <laughs> them, putting them in places I can't reach. Um, or even just, to be honest, I'm 41. Some days it's just difficult to put your shoes on. You know, it takes a while to stretch. It might take me a while to touch my toes if I tried. So definitely a little different. Um, you know, I can remember there training with some uh, young guys, Thunderbutt, mm-hmm. Thunderbutt, <laughs> um, and he's like <sighs> telling me what year he was born, and I'm right. like, oh my! Like I, I graduated high school, or college that year, and just thinking, no wonder some of these guys can do some of the things they do because you know I'm got 15, 20 years on them and. I think just a matter of attrition, your body doesn't handle it as well. So, um, needless to say, it's a little shock to to your system, mm-hmm. um, and it definitely takes your takes your toll on it. I mean, if you think, uh, I think if you look back to WrestleMania, I forget what the stat was. I think it was WrestleMania three. I think like oh, maybe fifty percent of the competitors are dead. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, no, I think I'm a little off on the numbers, yeah. but wow. if it was WrestleMania three or five or two, and it's a large portion, maybe it was 33 percent, but that's still a lot. Either way, yeah. that's a huge number. And then if you dissect the statistics of why they're dead, and look at heart failures and on, in, enlarged heart heart attack, mm-hmm. and you just have to wonder, what is that all from? From pain medicine from steroid use from anything that you're damaging your your body using your body Uh, 250 to 300 nights a year in in that physical capacity where the adrenaline's up and down every single night you're using your body you're using your heart um you know you're using your entire body as a as your you know tool of uh our art your artistic tool if you will yeah that's gotta be so you just gotta be be careful and again if you do some research on it and find it and i think think you're right even if it was 25% of the competitors, it's a significant number of competitors that are dead from almost the same causes. Now, Dino Bravo was shot, so that's a, a, a whole nother scenario right. where Things happen. you can throw that one out. But if you look at everyone else that participated on the show, that's a huge number, you know, one-third of them to be dead now and all about the same issues and that just questions, and you got to really be careful about... Um, what you put into your body, the damage you're doing to your body, and not getting caught up in that. Right. And, I mean, that just goes to show you that, man, th- this business ain't fake, man. You know, right. you think yeah, about... the same thing. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the damage that you put your body through and that number, you know, one-third of those wrestlers being dead, and it's, you know, a result of what they've been putting their body through, man. So, you know, it just goes to show you, it ain't fake, man. It's real. It's and, not fake. Yeah. And you can make... And some of that is decisions, right? So, you, know, you make the decision to get in. That's its own decision. But you really got to be careful of that extra stuff of of the pain medicine, of, you know, steroids. Enhancement, yeah. Any of that extra enhancement that is not natural or good for your body, coupled with because you chose to to get in the ring. And, mm-hmm. and whether it's wrestling, football, all of that, you can see that people are dying really young from that. So just take care of your body and, you know, know your limits and 
I mean, you're you're right. It's it's not fake. There's my family would testify at times where sometimes it's hard to get out of bed or walk down the steps or 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 whatever. So this begs the question: Why do it? Now, you know, I've been a competitor a couple of times in the ring, but most of the time it's me doing things with my voice or me doing things with uh, promos, commentary, ring announcing, refereeing, whatever. Refereeing's pretty physical, but not as physical as the competitors that you guys get in the ring. So this begs the question, why do it? Now, you've there's there's a lot of kids, a lot of school programs, a lot of sports programs. You know, these kids, especially these kids, coming up in all these programs, and we see at these shows all the time. You know, we got Bill Ward's, you know, soccer team over here, 40 guys. We got Bill Ward's football team over here, 30 guys. And it's uh, their kids and their families that come in to see us do what we do and to see you do what you do. Um, Two-part question, why why put yourself through all that if, if it hurts so badly, but, you know, and where does all of this community and family come in with you? you got to tell me more about that too. And I got—I guess that's got to be a reason because when you see all those kids out there that look up to you, um, and you, they see you as you know Bill, Mister Bill, whatever they see you as, and they see you in that ring and you're living your dream and you're coming out and you're still telling them to live their dream afterwards, they can live their dream as a football player, soccer player, whatever they're doing. So talk about that. I want to hear about the community portion of why Bill Ward does what he does. That's a good question. You make a good, valid point if we're going to rationalize, right? If, Let's do it. If how, Why would you do it knowing this extra stuff? I guess it's just that, that internal drive, something that that has been in you for 20, 30 years. If you grew up watching it, and whether it be a basketball, I love basketball, so whether it be there basketball or, or soccer or football, I think it gets their hooks in you when you're 10 you know, when you're a young kid, mm-hmm. you kind of get those hooks in. And then once you get those hooks in, it's it's hard to let those go. Something that has been reinforced in your head for 10, 20, 30 years, you get a chance to actually do it. And then when you step out, and I, I can tell you that first match with Matt Wilde, standing behind the, the curtain waiting for my music to hit, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even hear the music because the cheer of 200 and some people – for me, I, there was more people there. There but, were more. But, there was like four or five hundred in the crowd, which but, is great for an indie indie wrestling show. But, but there was at least two hundred there for my, you specifically. My first show, I know I sold two hundred and twenty five tickets. This man so promotes the problem. They're sc- they're screaming hammer hammer, and I, I had chills. I had goosebumps. I couldn't even hear my music, so I knew at the right moment to step through the curtain, where someone just had to give me the go sign, um, and it's just humbling and I don't use that word often it was very humbling to for the fact that some of these people do want to come out and watch a good product Mm -hmm. a safe product and to cheer me on um without the fans we don't have anything right this next show like you said I have a baseball team that's coming now it's not my kid or, or me it's just friends but they're bringing their baseball team out, so they'll have 50 people there for That's this baseball awesome. That's team. Really great. Uh, <laughs> my son's soccer team, you know, they're starting to come and get into it. And you're right; it's about the kids having, the, telling those kids that they can, they can do what they want to do. They can live their dream if that's something they want to do, whatever it be. And you know, some of it is just let's have some entertainment. You know, again, a safe environment to go. Yeah. But without those kids, and I think some of the wrestlers really don't understand that is if you see a kid in the crowd come out before the match if if you're ever there 
you'll see me out there before the match. You'll see me out right. there at intermission. You'll see me there after the match thanking people for coming. It's building a relationship with the community that then it's more than just, hey, here's wrestling. I mean, I see these kids at my son's school when I go to school. When I, my daughter's friend, she gets embarrassed because then they want to talk to me about wrestling. And <laughs> she's like, no wrestling tonight. Do not talk to anybody about wrestling. Um, but that's what it's about, man. It's these communities together, something safe for them to do, you know, safe alternative on a Friday, Saturday night to come watch wrestling. And I think that's part of what keeps you in it is, is here you do have those kids cheering for you. And it's definitely an adrenaline pull mm-hmm. of... I got to do this. I was away for 10 months. You know, Corey Bush put me out of commission with a couple of Way of the Worlds. and You keep talking about that. You sound very salty about that. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely... Uh, <laughs> and I would be too. <laughs> I definitely would... Uh, I mean, you say I, won't, I don't target people, but I still got a bad taste in my mouth on that one. That, mm. that he, he put me out, took the belt from me, put me out, and I, I definitely would... To be honest... I'd want him in that cage. Whoa. So, so, so it ain't over. Hey, that could not be over. And he well, wants a little more of the weight of the world. Yeah, I, I, def, I gave him a... Well, I don't know. I guess you couldn't call it the weight of the world. I gave him the... <laughs> you gave him the weight of the hammer. I yeah. gave him something. Some sort of, you know, some sort of splash I gave him. But it it didn't quite... wasn't as, as effective as his is on me. But I tried. I tell so you. So let me just speculate right now. You go into the weight of the world again. How do you change the game plan? I think I've got to work on on my cardio. I got to yeah. work on my speed. stick and move. Right, I got to work on that speed and not get. You can't be stationary with him. Um, I think what happened. I went. I went for the. He, you know, he made a mistake and to get him on the ground. That's a huge part. Once you get him on the ground, I had him on the ground, and I, I did his trademark move. I took my singlet off. And and gave him his own splash way of the world, mm-hmm. and then and then he caught me with a uh, as I was getting ready to go for the pin. After I splashed him, I sat up, and he caught me with like a sleeper hold, um, choked me out. So maybe you know, keep your eye on the prize. You know, not showboat. Or I was just so excited, you know, and I, I slipped for a moment, and he caught me. You know. <laughs> It's it's great, and and the weight of the world is in the Maryland championship picture, uh, you know the number one contenders match. So we could see something down the road, possibly the Hamden Hammer going back for that Maryland championship. We yeah. could see it. Yeah, I'd like I'd like that. Maybe he wins, and that would be my you know I'm gonna give you my take on that. I, I think he wins. He beats Rayburn. That's my opinion. I like to whether it be at the UFC matches or wherever, kind of like to make my picks and see uh, you do and see what happens. I usually. Not that good, but uh, I, I think in Corey Bush wins this one and gets a uh, number one contender shot with with whoever the champion is at that point. Yep, uh, Mr. Jones or Jason Drake, I, whoever I, wins that night in the cage. I think you're right. If, if if Drake can keep the belt, that's just another stick it to supremacy with, you know, that he doesn't have a belt. And things could fall apart, you're right. So who are you calling on that match, Drake and Joe? Hmm, that's a tough one. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure on, on that one. I might have to think. I might have mm-hmm. to think about that one. But either way, I just want uh, Corey Bush to take them, either of them out, and then <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting a, a rematch for 
for the belt. See, that Maryland championship, I think that's something that you exemplify because we talked about Hamden, Maryland. We talked about, uh, you know, just the feel of this, this town, this city, and it's this state overall. And I think you, more than anybody else, exemplify that. And I think it would be great to see you go for that title down the road again. And, and uh, Big Ugly, I wanted to point this out as well. You know, we talked about um, the hammer getting into the business. You know, he was helping set up the ring, set up the cage. You know, he's been supporting, uh, you know, selling tickets, getting youth groups involved and, and baseball groups and, and soccer groups, basketball groups, football groups. So, you know, that gave him the desire to come in and take that first bump and to, to, to get that training and then to, you know, to safely get in that ring it hurts, you know, it's a, the object of the physicality hurts, but he got in the ring and he's done it several times, and yeah, he's been attacked by a car, he's been put out by the way to the world, Corey Bush, but he's still standing here and he's still fighting for his dreams, you know, that's, I think that, that exemplifies, and this is what we're doing, we're putting on the internet podcasts, you know, we're putting on, you know, for the people to listen to the kind of the backstories of what we do, and I love that, I love that we're able here to do that, and I love that this man does what he does. You know, all that you said, you're right, Desert Storm hit me with a with a car, um, that's his boy, by the way, Desert Storm. That's yeah. that's the big ugly boy right there. Oh, well, he hit me with the car. <laughs> him and Apollo. Um, no comment. <laughs> so, um, but when you're when Storm you're, Cruise 2020. You know, I, I was at the pool during the summer. I'm walking to the pool, and a, and a kid there. He's like, "Hi, Mr. Hammer," or <laughs> I, you know, I take my son to a birthday party and just walking in, and another kid's, you know, "Hey, Mr. Hammer," or you're at school, you know, you go to a school function and you, you know, there's a little kid that wants to talk to you. So you, you bend down and kneel down to get to their level and, and you just have a conversation with them and it, you can just see it brightens their day up. And that's, that's the stuff where you're saying like you're giving back, you know, the wrestlers that I grew up on, I guess they could gave back cause I had something to watch, but mm-hmm. when you can act actually physically touch and talk to the kid there when they're like, Hey, and you can give them a high five. And you can just, have an interaction. You can have an interaction there. right there. It, that part, it, that's the payment enough just to see it in their eyes. Of We do um, birthday parties at... The EWA Pain Factory. E- EWA. That's and there right. Was a, All ages, by the way. A boy who who was came to our last show um, and said he wanted to have a birthday party and asked me, you know, could I be come? And that right there just makes your makes your night. Or you know, the parents leave them. Hey, did you have a good time? And oh yeah, we had a blast. We're gonna we're gonna have a birthday party at the Pain Factory. And can you come? And then when you show up and you just see the kids' eyes just light up. Of oh wow, you actually came to my birthday party. You know, and put on a little show for them, teach them some bumps. Um, and that he was actually my tag team partner that day at the birthday party. <laughs> and, uh, he took the pinfall for me when I was down, so he came in and we worked on the clothesline or the back elbow. And you know. totally safe, by the way. You know, it's uh, totally, totally for the kids, one hundred percent, which is great. Yeah, man, I tell you what, this is this is why we do what we do. This is, and this is one of the reasons I do what I do. You know, we've got people like the Supremacy, and we've got those guys who, you know, by character wouldn't go out and you know high five and have these conversations. But you got to have. You know, even though they've taken it to an extreme, you got to have the bad guy somewhere because you got to have that struggle. Um, but you know, this guy—if you—if you ever go that way, Hammer, I'm going to be really surprised. I mean, that would be a shock to my system. Yeah. If the Hamden Hammer Bill Ward, you know, turned heel, as it yeah. were, if you yeah. want to put it in 
jargon. I don't see that happening, but you never know. The pro wrestling business is interesting. I, I hope not either. That's the <laughs> the no turning to the dark side for the hammer. You know, you know, my son. He was coming to the matches before I was involved. I brought him to the matches, and you know, you debrief with him on the way home. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite part? To be honest, in two years, he probably couldn't tell me one move that he enjoyed <laughs> out of the show or, or or what match was the best. But when um, Skull, when TJ was younger and was teaming up with Skull and they won the EWA Tag Team Championship, like I have a picture of them with my son um, in, in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, and like that's the stuff that he knows, that so-and-so took a picture with him, that they took time to talk to them. That's the things that, that I think a lot of these guys are missing is that the kid's going to be a little nervous. And my son had been going for years. He was nervous to approach these guys of, hey, can you sign this picture that we had at your last match? Or just to even speak to him. Let him hold your belt. Take a picture with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I put that honestly on the adults that, that we have to be more cognizant of knowing and seeing, hey, look, there's a kid. He's kind of looking at me. Maybe I should make the first Hey, how are you doing today? Or did you enjoy your time? And and doing that stuff because, one, it makes things better for the kids. Mm -hmm. Then they want to come back um, and not just, you know, worrying about that, you know, suplex off the top or, or, I mean, that stuff's cool. Yeah, all of that stuff tells a story, but the characters are developed by things like you're talking about, like taking a picture with somebody, saying hi, giving a high five. You know, all the stories that were told inside the ropes, if you don't tell the story outside the ropes too, then one's not going to help the other. And I'm not talking when you come out and you're circling the ring and you're giving high fives. I'm talking about off-duty, after the bell. Before the bell, yeah, during just intermission, while just you're coming not out, necessarily selling merchandise, but yeah. some just out there standing there saying, yeah. "Hey, how you doing?" And just catching them. I think if you come to almost any show, I'm usually at the door, welcoming people, thanking them, and when they leave, personally thanking everybody. Is people have to understand is that that gratitude goes a long way, and they'll want to come back. That that's part. A lot of people I mean, that sets EWA Pro Wrestling apart. I think yeah. you've seen that big. Yeah, definitely. I've, to I've seen that. Yeah. You feel welcome. You yeah, know, absolutely. You've never, you've never been there before. Every time. But yeah, you see that. You see the hammer. You see Jim Christian doing that. That's that's fantastic. I, I mean, love it. Let's not get it you know, wrong. Yes, the wrestling is good, and, and you want to work on that too. Yeah. But I think a, a huge part that many other wrestlers... I need to work on the in-ring stuff more. I have that outside part done. But I think other people need to understand that if you're a face, you need to... That's part of it. Part of it is you need to come out get there early, come out, stay late, interact with the people cuz that's what will bring them will bring them back. And I we'll have tons have of them telling other people, yep. "Hey, this is where you need oh, to go." Oh, this guy was cool. I mean, I have tons of pictures of my son with um you know, I just going through my phone, you know, him with Thunderbutt. <laughs> him with I miss that guy, man. Him with Thunderbutt, <laughs> him with again TJ, him with Skull, him with TJ in the past, um, yeah. Uh the Hijinks. Him with with hijinks. Like, just stuff like that that they actually took time, got down on one knee, and took a picture with a kid, you know. Uh, Even even Matt Wild, when he was was with us and had the cruiserweight belt. I have Mm -hmm. pictures with him taking pictures with my son or my nephew. I I can't stress it enough, the the fact that as adults, you know, we need to, to work on that aspect of the game. 
And that's cool. And that's what I think EWA Pro Wrestling is all about. I know you're going to continue to work on your in-ring work, and we're going to see uh, that culmination when you take on Simon Rhyme in the steel cage. Um, and I think we, this has been a great conversation about EWA Pro Wrestling and the business in general. This is one of the reasons why Big Ugly and I do what we do, and we love it. So what do you say we take a small break right now, and then we come back for in a few minutes. We well, let's talk about UFC and WWE. Let's talk about some wrestling because uh, I know you're a fan. Outside of that, oh, you yes, you sir. watch everything, um, and we're gonna do that. Big ugly. You got any words before we go into break? Um, just a little pause for the cause. <laughs> Swig of water oh, for the working man. Swig of water for the working man. We haven't done that in yeah. a while. Oh, I'm telling you what, that's a great podcast. Uh, and we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go to uh, wrestlingtees.com because they they put on some great t-shirts, like the ribbon t-shirt and the I might not, I might love you, but I might not like you. Yeah, no, <laughs> great stuff. Box of gimmicks. T-shirt. That's right, box of gimmicks. All right, we'll be right back. Dirty ugly wrestling. Ugly wrestling. Ugly wrestling. Ugly wrestling. And we are back with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And once again, I want to see you introduce yourself first. I'm the Big Ugly. I wasn't ready, man. I wish I did. I know. It's okay. I wanted to catch you off guard. And we have sitting here with us. Introduce yourself, sir. It's the Hamden Hammer. Bill Ward is in the house. And I'm Dirty Mike. And I'm, I'm pretty dirty, but I took a shower today, so I'm okay. Um, hey, you know what? This has been a great conversation, and I hope you all come to EWA Rage in the Cage. Every single match in a steel cage, Saturday, January 21st, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Tickets on sale right now, EWAMaryland.com. But we also love the business of professional wrestling outside of EWA Pro Wrestling. Uh, we talked a little bit about this. We got a new year coming up. We got the Royal Rumble coming up at WWE. 30 superstars in an over-the-top rope battle royal where the winner will go on to main event WrestleMania. Uh, we've got a couple main event matches. We've got uh, the Universal Champion on Raw, Kevin Owens, and his best friend, Chris Jericho, who's going to be locked in a shark cage in the championship match against the United States Champion, Roman Reigns, who is still kind of up and down, not over, over, but he's getting a heck of a reaction. Um, got that happening at the Royal Rumble. Got SmackDown, the A show right now. Uh, <laughs> SmackDown Which Vince, is Vince can't be happy about. So. Well, he, he might not be happy, but he might jump on that train. Uh, who knows? We got AJ Styles as the champion right now. Cena um, came back, right? Cena did make his return, yeah. I did not see it. How, how was it? Is um, he- actually, it's pretty good. Cena came out to do an interview and... Opened up the show with a promo, and he got into saying, "You know what? The new generation of uh, the new, this new generation sucks." For and he was like, "I'm not going anywhere. You want to talk? Call me a part timer. You want to call me a, a movie star? Yeah, I do all that stuff, but I'm here, and I'm not going anywhere. So I want the chance to be the 16 time champion. I challenge the winner of whoever is the champion at the end of the night, and it's AJ Styles. So it's John Cena and AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship." What? How about that? And my boy, not my boy, but James Ellsworth. Any man with two hands has a fighting chance. Uh, I got to go to Madison Square Garden last week and watch a live event, and he came out to uh, face uh, somebody. It was an aftermatch kind of thing. Kurt Hawkins, I believe it was. And James Ellsworth went over in, like, one super kick in ten seconds. Um, oh, against Kurt Hawkins? Against Kurt Hawkins. Hey, what did you say about Kurt Hawkins, man? It says that Kurt Hawkins is a J-O-B man. He's a company man. Uh, um, 
but you know Ellsworth does have a contract. He's a, he's a local guy here from uh, Independent World of Professional Wrestling from Maryland, and God bless him for you know getting what he's doing and doing what he's doing. He's taking a beating every night that he's in there, pretty yeah, much. But he's got that full time WWE contract. He though. sure does. Um, so more power to him. Uh, Bill Ward, Hamden yes, Hammer. Sir. What do you like in the WWE? What do you watch? You know, what who, who's your favorite? What do you? What, what's your passion? Well, what do you like? You know, real quick, and, and again, you got to have that pride of Baltimore, pride of Maryland. It's mm-hmm. good to see uh, Pretty Jimmy uh, doing his, <laughs> doing his thing. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I'm proud of him for doing his thing. You know, I sat back and I asked myself the other day, could I do that? And, you know, I really struggled with that. And I'm going to say the answer is no. Um, I have a wife. I have two kids. I'm a teacher. That's my job. That's right. I, I look at, at you know wrestling. I like it. It's fun. Gives me an outlet. But when all said and done, I know that how I'm going to pay my bills is I'm a I'm a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I could walk away for uh, a contract for a year or whatever. I, I just don't really think I could do it. I love EWA, and, and that's where I'm going to be. Um, I really like what you said about Cena, man. Uh, I know. I struggled in the past of thinking if someone asked me who's my favorite nowadays, that's a hard question. I I, I do like Cena, man. It's kind of like that old school Hulk Hogan, man. I get it that that you know some people might not like him, but I do like Cena. I hope he would get 16 time. Uh, I'm probably gonna take some heat for this. Oh, I don't I don't really watch wrestling nowadays. I'm a old school old head man. I watch the 80s stuff in my VCR. Uh, that's a video cassette recorder. I have some, I have some VHS. Talk about technology. I have some VHS tapes in my gym, and you know when I'm working out, I'm watching the Crockett Cup, um, and just watching some old school stuff, man. Like, so I, I'm not a big fan of today's wrestling. I'm more in the in like the late '80s as I'm still watching those matches and and picking apart sometimes some things I want to do or try or incorporate into my repertoire. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, man. I I can't really get in well, into a, too much now. It's about a timing thing. Big Ugly mentioned this earlier. You know, he he had some holiday things, family obligations to take care of, and you know, we we do have a lot of sources. You know, we got our televisions, we got our mobile devices, we got our networks, things like that. Um, but we do have people that you know, you were you were brought up in a different era of wrestling, pro wrestling. Big Ugly, yeah, you absolutely. Know? And I mean, if you think about just, just like the ham and the ham. right, just people like my age, like a lot of people that I in the era that I grew up, which was the Attitude Era watching that, it's like a lot of people wouldn't watch wrestling now either, but they would sit and watch Attitude Era stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, it's all about, you know, which era you could relate to and, you know, if it translates well for you going forward, which for some people it doesn't, you know, getting into the newer eras, like some people don't, like, I mean, we've seen WWE, obviously, they don't do the numbers that they used to. No. You know what I mean? So, um but you can still contribute, like you contribute yeah. in the ways of the podcast and supporting EWA Pro Wrestling, and you still watch on TV every now and again. Yeah. The Hamden Hammer Bill Ward, spread, you know, he spreads it along. He passes it forward from the passion that he grew up with, you know, coming home and watching that AWA and NWA on, on Sunday on television. So, you know, he's still got that passion inside of him, so he delivers it in different ways. As a teacher right now, you know, he you know teaches during the day, but then he brings this 
entertainment world, this pro wrestling world, to a new generation of people. That's where he's the fan. I think that's where you your passion is in heart. Doesn't necessarily have mean you have to watch every product that's on right now today. There's a lot of choices. WWE, NXT, TNA, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor Wrestling, New Japan, stuff on the internet, stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Absolutely. How are you going to keep up with all that? Right. You can't. You can't. Hey, that, just, that reminds me, man. You put a picture of Broken Matt Hardy on Facebook. Oh, yes. I don't know why that was so funny to me, man. It was like 2017. I knew you'd come. <laughs> I knew you'd come. Wonderful, yeah. Now, see, this is something I like I was thinking about, and then you might re- relate to this, Hammer, as well. Um, that Matt Hardy was always, he was part of the brother tag team. He was always sort of the... Not overlooked, but Jeff Hardy always had the fire behind him. Jeff Hardy was always the risk taker, the daredevil. But now they're still both working together. They're still both working. And in a new era of wrestling, and Matt Hardy is definitely the one with the rocket strapped to his, you know what. Um, the, the gimmick, the character, all this broken stuff, all of the ways they're shooting is these videos and how they're bringing it into the world of independent pro wrestling as well. Pretty price tag on that. But, you know, hey, their names. They, they, they can afford to make that price tag. And that is another different part of this business where it's entertainment. A lot of these videos that are shot, they're not commentary videos or they're not, uh, I should say, promos, for say to speak, and they're like episodic television shows. I mean, it's just like, well, oh, man, I love it. Broken Matt Hardy. What do you, what do you think of that kind of stuff? You, you seen any of that stuff? No, I really haven't, man. I just... You see Matt Hardy get put through a table by Jeff, and then he changes his complete thing. So now he has okay. his his gardener, is his best friend, you know, Senior <laughs> Benjamin. Uh, he has a flying robot come around Vanguard one. Um, he has his uh, wife Queen Rebecca, who is now pregnant with uh, the, another Hardy child, which we found out on New Year's episode. It's going to be a boy, King Maxwell. King right? Maxwell is the king, <laughs> Maxwell, yeah. and he had his first match on the. Uh, the the he, yeah little one year old kid had a match you know <laughs> so but see they're doing it for the kids they're doing it for the entertainment value yeah they're Matt. not taking themselves too yeah. seriously good job good job for Matt Hardy and TNA for being able to like capitalize on that character man yeah yeah and they do a good job with maybe that. TNA will keep going forward or maybe yeah. this will catch on in another organization somewhere but this is what we're talking about Bill we're talking about relating to every part of the audience and. And, you know, now they're out there, the ones glad-handing people and taking pictures with people and, you know, saying hello and, ah, sorry. Man, hey, you know I love to talk about wrestling. Yeah. But I, I really, before we close this thing, I really want to address the elephant in the room. Is that elephant Is uh, that... start with a U? Is that the wrong elephant? Because I thought we were going to talk about UFC. Yes. Oh. All right. So what when you the... said you, I was thinking about a name. I, what I was really thinking about was the elephant. Forty-eight seconds. Forty-eight seconds. Now, now, okay. Yes, it's UFC. Bill, we got to get you in on this. So, um, first of all, before we talk about Ronda Rousey, which is the big news, who is your favorite competitor in the UFC? Tell us about your girl, John Jones. No, My, it does start with a J. My yes, favorite it does. competitor is UFC strawweight women's champion, man, uh, Joanna. Joanna. She, she's got the best. Best hands. I mean, I do love wrestling. Boxing would probably be my number one sport to watch. And to watch her stand up is phenomenal. She throws some of the best hands I've seen in the UFC, man. Uh, and the talk about hands is is Nunez. She, Nunez. She throws bombs. She uh, threw a few bombs uh, this past, you know, recently against Ronda Rousey. Here's the thing, though. It is, I guess... You got to take the good with the bad, right? Uh, no taking away from Rousey. Um, she is great. 
But she's destroyed people in that same time frame, and she's taken women's MMA to a whole nother level. She really has. Uh, even if you ask Joanna, she'll tell you that, that Rouse is one of her favorites, man. Uh, she marked out so much when she met her. Now, Rouse has done so much for the sport, man. But, you know, you won, you, you win that fast, and sometimes you're going to lose that fast, too, uh, where, again, it's not taken away from Rousey, but Nunez is one of the most complete packages out there, her all levels, and that's where I'm saying like you have to know all your. I love boxing. You gotta, you gotta like wrestling, man. When you come and watch some of my matches, I throw some amateur wrestling in there. There's so many different parts, and Nunez has almost all of those parts. Yeah, Nunez is a complete package, um, and I mean she displayed it. She um, really did when she fought Rousey. So I want to, I want to ask you, Bill, real quick. Um, what do you think about the state of boxing now? We know it was, it was once a super huge sport. You know, everybody knew who the heavyweight champion of the world yeah. was. It was crazy. What do you I think about the state? Yeah, what do you think about the state of boxing these days where UFC has kind of taken that mantle? Yeah. 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 They definitely have uh, taken over. I think you really have to be a true fan of it to, to appreciate it nowadays. Um, here's something I want to share. Again, Baltimore proud. A lot of people know of of Jack Johnson. And a lot of people claim, you know, he's the first African American champion. Now, if you add the word heavyweight to that, you're right. But little do people know that a, a gentleman by the name of Joe Gans, listen to that, Joe G A N S. He was the first African American champion, but he was like 130 pounds. He was a lightweight, mm. but he was from Baltimore. He grew up around Lexington Street, Lexington Market, like kind of down that area of town and he put Baltimore on the map back in like 1900. So take that in for a minute to think about an African-American champion in 1900. And just all the things he had to go through. There's a couple books out there written about him. If you have time, you like reading, check him out, man. And, and again, it's just a prideful thing about Baltimore where he was one of our first champions. And, you know, being African-American at that time and from Baltimore, man, is phenomenal. But you're right. You have to be a, a fan of boxing now to really enjoy it. But, yeah, UFC's taking over. UFC's definitely up there. Yeah, you know, when it comes to boxing, I feel like, do you feel like it's part of the personalities that's kind of like you don't have those strong personalities anymore, like those Floyd Roy, Mayweather. Yeah, those Floyd Mayweathers, those Roy Jones Juniors, the Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. You know, the Muhammad Ali. You know, just those traditional like personalities that made these guys pop or made people want to see them either lose or win and do you think is that is that what's missing these days well think about that for pro wrestling there's you got to have a personality whether you're a you know good guy bad guy whatever the case may be it's all different personalities all different shapes styles colors that's what ufc's kind of bringing in you got men you got women ronda rousey was that first woman who kind of brought that that personality and that you know mainstream personality and took it out in the movies and television and all kinds of other stuff but you know you got guys on the other side where we've had people like Brock Lesnar like Ken Shamrock like Tito Ortiz you know all these guys that have come up through and that's part of what makes these cards these UFC cards you know the Ronda Rousey and and Nunez fight was the most advertised fight talk a whole lot about Rousey don't talk a lot of talk talk about Nunez at all almost but Nunez comes out and takes it off so it depends. It's all different timing, you know, different yeah. people, different personalities. But boxing could have that guy where we could have the next Floyd Mayweather or, you know, Conor McGregor. Yeah, I was about to say it's going to be Conor McGregor. 
Go so, be Connor. You know, you bring an excellent point up. Is it is the personalities, right? So when it's all said and done, whether it's UFC, whether it's boxing, whether it's EWA, it's about selling tickets, right? Let, let's not forget about this part. Yeah, the kid being the business the kids part. Sure, there's a business part, and the owners are about to make money. And I don't like some of these guys that put it in your face and as far as to make the money, but they got to sell the tickets. They do. And and we're going to sell the tickets and we're going to do that. And you're absolutely right. And we talked about the business part of it and, uh, and we are going to, uh, it looks like we're getting the go home signal. I, I do apologize. We could take this into a second podcast and we may just do that. But listen, this has been a great conversation. Um, we look forward to seeing you at Rage in the Cage. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, January 21st, every match in a steel cage. Thank the Hamden Hammer Bill Ward for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you, give guys. Him a, oh, yeah. We thank you very much. And Big Ugly, I know we're going to take it out. But uh, do you have anything else to say before we knock this off? Uh, no. <laughs> Simon Rhyme, I'm coming for you, buddy. Three weeks away. So all we got to say one more time for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, welcome to 2017. Three, two, one, deuces. deuces. We're out.